Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. I am allowed to start the podcast this week because I'm allowed into the Zoom meeting. I'm not uh, banished by our Lord and Savior, Jacob, over there on the other side, over in uh, Boston now. You know, he goes up to Boston. He thinks he rules the world. Um, doesn't let me into our Zoom meetings anymore. Uh, but, yeah, at least you guys get a good intro this time. Um so last one was pretty solid, but I re-listened. I was pretty proud. But yeah, no, we're uh, we're back with another podcast this week. Um, you, we know it's the downtime of basketball in general. Uh, TBT still going on. That's towards the end. What's Elite Eight now? Yeah. So that's going on. Uh, but we're going to. We've decided to talk about Jacob's great idea. Um, we decided to talk about uh, player development and like off-season plans and that type of stuff um, as far as players go. Uh, so we're going to dive into a different aspect than we usually talk about. We were usually talking about, you know, things that happened in the NBA, uh, what teams are doing, schemes and stuff. Now we're going to talk about the player side of everything. Um, so... I'm excited. Something different to talk about, uh, especially something in this down period of basketball season in general. Um, but Jacob, how are you doing up in there, Boston's? I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, next week we're going to be off because I will be on a abroad trip with the squad. Uh, so jump everything... on the Zoom overseas, dude. You want to figure out the time difference? You want to? You want to? Figure that it's one. Only out. a few hours. It's six or seven. Yeah, oh well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Great experience, great opportunity. Uh, and then on top of it, the job has been great so far. So uh, I cannot complain. Life is good. Um, but yeah, Josh said today that we're gonna talk about player development. Um, talk about something that we should probably integrate more into the podcast, where we talk about um development of players development of coaches just lessons we've both learned along the way um make it a little bit more personal from what we usually do usually it's us just watching film talking about what we saw josh getting into his front office bag uh but this is something that i think like it's been on my mind a lot lately with being back and giving workouts and having different types of players and a diff and an offensive scheme that I'm trying to fit workouts to and just skill sets to fit to an offense. And yes, I worked out Josh for the last couple of years, but it's been more general skill since he was in high school. Most of the time now he's in college and like, it's a little bit of an adjustment when a player gets to that level. But, um, yeah, I think like there's a lot of things we can talk about with this topic. Uh, is there anything yeah, you no want to start with? No, I'm just like we have two different perspectives here. Jacob's more of a uh, a coaching perspective. Um, I'm more of like my personal, like what I like to do and what I feel like um, helps me uh, personally. Everybody, we've we've both been around a lot of different people, and everybody has different things that work for them. Um, we've had the opportunity to watch high-level trainers train high-level players and it's all different um not only based on skill level but based on the person because 
like I said, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Um, and that's like, that's the interesting piece of this type of stuff. Uh, at least from a coaching side is just finding what makes your, makes your, what's it called? Well, just like your players. Um, yeah. Makes the, makes the player like, yeah. Makes them care, enjoy it. And also like get something from it. Yeah. Um, but actually, I kind of want to start where you started with that, like what you enjoy. If you were like putting together the perfect workout for you, what would it be? Um, I really like doing ball screens. Uh, that's some of my favorite stuff. Uh, kind of just like free flowing. I like it's better. I mean, obviously, like. You don't have the resources a lot of the time. Like we we didn't have the resources, but like if you are either with a training group, like or you have multiple people, uh, or you have two or three guys that are training you out. Say you're at a higher level, you have managers and coaches training you. Um, it's better when you get to see stuff in my eyes, um, and react. Like in terms of making it live, like yeah, live. Okay, yeah, like that's like for me. I know you you see this a lot, but for me, it's hard to imagine stuff and try to react off my imagination. Um, so I think that I learn better when I'm in that type of setting where I have to react in a live setting. And uh, that's just for me. But like I like doing ball screens and reacting off of what a defense would do instead of just saying, OK, the defense is blitzing this play. Um get something off of that like i like being able to react so that's what but that's like one thing that i feel like i definitely need to work on um always good to start with ball handling i like doing that because it gets gets that feeling like your handle feeling tight uh some sort of finishing just to get a little bit warmer um get the shoulders feeling good uh, and game reps and then finishing with a lot of shooting like I know again we didn't have the best resources uh but I like finishing with like a lot of like game threes and whether it's transition pull-ups lifts drifts uh just catch and shoot even like I like doing that type of stuff just trying to and make it competition wise like with your even if it's with yourself like I like doing like say remember you what you shot last time and try to beat that say 25 shots go 18 for 25 next time you want to go 19 or better so uh i like doing that like just having like little competitions even with myself if i'm not with anybody else so that also helps you get better yeah um the one thing though that you were saying with the the live reads um that's actually something we've been trying to incorporate a lot. Me and the other GA up here, um, just trying to create situations where guys have to make basketball plays and put them in uncomfortable spots where they like have to learn and adjust on like the fly. Like we'll give instructions, say a drill, and it's kind of like we're guarding them, and it's like, oh, you have to figure this out on the fly though. Like two dribble limit, we're guarding you. And it's say like off of a DHO and it's like two on one, two on two situations, but it's like, we have freedom 
to challenge the players to go out and make basketball plays within a certain like rule set. So it's like it forces creativity. And I think like that's something that has actually been huge in the last three weeks while I've been here is like seeing that side of things. Because like, you know how my workouts have been. It's more been like, here is like something like here's a game situation. And when you're in these spots, I'm going to give you options to go to. You know what I mean? Rather than like, oh, here's the game situation. You make the options for yourself. Which is like, I think I have to find a balance, like personally as like a young coach, like finding the balance between allowing creativity and also like giving options. Um, It's been really cool to watch that from the other GA standpoint, but then you see some of the coaches here give workouts and even the women's team. And it's a lot of like what we have seen in the past. So I think like going forward, that's something that I definitely want to improve. Um, but yeah, um, that's that was the point that I had. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, what's uh, you already said one thing, but like, what's some other things that kind of within the last say two years have like surprised you from what you've seen from a like training and coaching standpoint like that you would have never thought would be something to look for the detail with the when we helped with mo Mm -hmm. like that that stands out first and foremost like the little things that like people like even here it's been like standing out like the point that you can tell like a shot flow like before the ball even releases if somebody has good flow or not and if the ball has a shot at going in like it's watching a guy shoot and being like oh that's a miss oh that's a make while the ball's in the air like i just think like having the understanding of detail of different people's shot and just the flow of a jump shot just from those like two three week crash course we had last summer by the man the myth the legend essentially like that's what it was like it was it was awesome um but along with that like there's so much detail on footwork that i never even thought of like yeah like growing up and playing it was like oh here's a euro here's a spin here's a pro hop like here's all these different foot like feet but at the but end how, of the day, how we were how we were taught it was just like just do it like there's nothing to it just i'm like even saying img in that type of way i'm even saying IMG. yeah like yeah. it's like here here's a sidestep here's a step back here's like here's all this stuff that you can put in your bag but it's like all right so how do i get my feet down have flow have rhythm while like somebody's on my hip like i gotta create space and also get my feet down and also elevate trying to stay in the telephone booth like stuff like that like i feel both of us have a lot of we're both pretty good at understanding the same areas of basketball. Like I think both of us can talk about jump shots for a long time, but like between the people that we've been around, I think like a lot of our basketball, like deep knowledge is like jump shot based. Um, yours is probably more on the Jimmy side than, mm-hmm. uh, Bardo side, uh, not name dropping for any reason, but like it's, these guys have like 
taught us a ton just by being in the room. Like you were given more workouts by them than I was obviously with Jimmy, but just being able to see the heel toe, see that man do his own shooting workout and him talk about what he's focusing on, like little things like that, like add up. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like one of the best shooters that's ever been like from the States that's been in the Euro league in the last 20 years still does X, Y, and Z. And he uh, does it for these reasons to just like improve. Like um, the one time with Jimmy, he was shooting. I was rebounding for him when we were waiting for Mo. And um, he had a band around his knees. And he said that he was focusing on his hip, like his hip hinge to develop power. And it was like he was using the band to just activate his hips a little bit more before he did like spot shots. And it's just like, I want to feel that stimulus and feel the hinge and feel the power from my hips at like 15 feet. So when I start shooting threes and on the move stuff, it's like, oh, like I know what I have to feel here. So I get the proper lift, proper flow. Um, Him talking about heel toe was incredible. I never, that was such a mind opening moment like where he's like hey you just watch any of the top shooters in basketball their footwork is heel hits the ground first and you get that power transfer up and through your toes like it's incredible to think about because it makes so much sense but i never thought about before i always assumed oh they're on the balls of their feet like they're just trying to be on balance it's not as much like power Mm -hmm. but that's like the detail that we have learned from those two guys, yet alone the other guys that both of us have been around. Some of like I've had the opportunity at Charleston to be around some high level, like player development guys here. I haven't had a ton of work experience with guys here, but at the same time, like the workouts I have been a part of have been like new for me. And it's like cool to see how different people do different things. So it's like just being able to know, like, and see these things and be like, oh, okay, like I could take this, I could use this. Oh, I'd adjust it this way. Oh, I don't know about that one. Like throughout the last, that's five years for me going on six of just like being able to just worry about basketball education, basically like that for me is the biggest thing. But to flip it to you, you've been given workouts by the people we, like I just brought up, like how has it been like, on the player side for like first understanding a certain thing, like even if it is so minute as like how you get your feet down on a step back, how you do like a pro hop into your jump, like different things like that. How much did it make sense in the moment or was it more of like this felt good and it felt right? And it, wait, huh? They did a lot of the time it didn't feel good it felt really weird just because like i never like i feel like i feel like i don't think about it enough like i'm just like kind of like doing it um like kind of like trying to get like muscle memory when i should be like thinking about a certain thing just to get it down and then once you get muscle memory um but like when i would another guy that i want to give credit to also uh, sean crawford who's he not only uh, amazing at giving skilled development workout um, 
especially well, for me, I really only witnessed uh, him give guard workouts. Um, but like for point guards, he pushed your mental capacity to learn the game. He would pull us to the side and tell us, uh, like after a scrimmage or something, like how many timeouts did we have? How how much time was on the clock when this inbound play happened? How much like you like things that you should know when you have the ball in your hands a lot, like say if you have no timeouts and you try to call a timeout, like that's a big mistake. So like not only that, but pushing the mental aspect of the game. Um, but like in those moments, it I feel like it was more like eye opening for me that it kind of was it was hard to grasp in the moment and like when I tried to do the things that were different, it felt weird, which I mean that happens with a lot of things though in life. Like if you're doing something new, it's going to feel weird at first. But now that I'm a year out of that, uh, I feel like I come back to those things a lot. And like when I feel like I don't have enough power, I go through all the steps that uh, Jimmy would say all the time, like uh, wrist activation, elbow activation, keeping your wrist 99 wrist elbow shoulder 90 90 90 um heel toe uh all those things and i just keep constantly going back to them and making sure that they're all right and now it's like kind of not second nature yet but it's getting there and it's they've taken a lot of time just because of how like i never thought those things like I would watch players, but like I wouldn't look at like how he has his feet set, like what like I would like thinking of like watching somebody like Kobe, like how he would kick his leg across. Like I would see that, but I wouldn't really ask like I wasn't one to ask questions. I was just kind of like, oh, he does that. I didn't know that that was a balance type thing. Like I'm going to balance my body here. So I was never one to ask questions. So I really didn't see those small things and now that once they were pointed out I was like whoa and then I would think about them probably too much in the moment feel weird but now kind of got them down a lot more that's just for me personally no that's what I feel like everybody has their own thing especially like where you're at in your career kind of like you know that like you had so much available to you, but also at the same time, like so much has ha like basketball wise for you, you've developed so much in the last two years, two to three years. That's like, um, the Even new in the last year and a half. Yeah. Like that... since like Christmas of my senior year, like, I feel like that's kind of like work ethic, though. like, I feel like I've worked out more and started asking more questions, like being more comfortable too. So like in my personal development, it's kind of just me like kind of getting out of my shell. What do you think is something that like in a workout makes it a good workout? Because there's different kinds of workouts like, for sure. Because like we've done workouts even where it's like literally the the most stuff kind of like going into the we're going to straight up worry about your feet and flow and it's not as much like okay like these shots are not going to be what you're going to see in a game but it's like even the jimmy stuff the some some of that stuff that we've done that i've like implemented 
is more like we're doing this for a reason so that when you do get a shot you like second naturely like get into these all these things happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. still but like for me you know i don't like those type of workouts like like to this like i don't know what it is but like i feel like i have to be like laying on the ground out of breath for five minutes after a workout for it to be a good workout for something for some reason um i know that those type of workouts help and like help a lot just to go through like make sure your feet work or footwork all right put yourself in different situations just because while it's not going to be that exact same way you could be in that situation in a game and you will be comfortable in getting your feet back to where they need to be to be able to rise up and make a shot um but i've i it's something i don't i don't know what it is I mean, maybe that's why I like CrossFit so much. It's definitely <laughs> just like it's definitely the uh like it it gets boring and monot it's like the like form shooting. Like you should do it every day. Like it's just something like so simple, but it's like how you build habits and that type of stuff like goes such a long way in terms of being a really good basketball player. Like even just dribbling a ball ten minutes a day. Like it could be boring. It could get monotonous. Like how many times could you do like pound dribbles or taps and like it not get boring. But at the same time, like you do that every day. Like next thing you know, that thing's on a string. Like when you're doing, when you're coming off a ball screen, like you, nobody's touching that thing, you know? Yeah. The weird thing is like, for me at least is like, I really like doing like just getting on the gun and just shooting. That makes no sense to me that you do like the gun though. I, I feel you gun. get too bored with the gun. I, I could go I could go like I could sit on the gun for like an hour and a half and not be bored. I throw a podcast in and I'm just sitting there. Throw some music on or something. But you would I, say like, I don't get that. For you, the workouts that you like the most are like where you're dogged. Like where you're doing game rep after game rep and like you're you're physically just going at it. Mm-hmm. That's that might be uh like those type of like slowed down like focus on this is more of a mental workout than a physical workout. So maybe that could be the thing like that I I would personally rather do a physical workout. Um, and like I said, I know that you have to do both types of things, uh, but um that could be it. Like, I just, I really don't know. Like, that's just preference. Like, I'd rather be dying after a workout than be able to, like, walk off. Like, oh, okay. That's what, for me, it's more gratifying after one of the think workouts. I always feel like those are the ones where, like, stuff is being built. Like, I mean, like, I feel like from my side of things, like, you do a workout that's straight up about your footwork and your ability to get solid feet every time you shoot. I feel like that is more beneficial and gratifying to me than one where I'm like, we're going to do three packs. We're going to do two packs. Like we're going to try to game rep this so much to the point where like, I want to see you push through exhaustion and make like fatigue shots. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a time and place for that, for sure. Like, 
we last Friday I did one of the like me and uh, the other GA like split most of the workouts and that one he did like the first half and I did the second half and I looked at him and I was like we're about to dog him and he, he started laughing I was like yeah we're gonna do some three packs and the guys looked at me like what and then like I explained it like a three pack is uh we do like three game shots and to get a rep you have to make all three so like Josh and I have had our time in the backyard where sometimes it doesn't go too fast and other times it goes really fast. Like it depends on the workout, depends on the flow, depends on like every and exhaustion. Like it gets tiring quick because the goal is to do it as fast as possible. Like and you're trying three, to three game shots. It's three game shots. And like, it's not if, like catch and shoot. Well, there is catch and shoot in there, but it's usually off the move. It's usually to like, especially when you're alone, like I'm sending Josh workouts now, like over that's what the, the, the one you he sent me he sent me two of them over the last like week and a half uh, where it's like just those basically and the one he sent me one sunday and that took 25 minutes yeah he sent me one the previous sunday or previous friday something like that um and that took me like an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> that's what it's like not easy but at the same time it's like you're getting game. that one that one i feel like is a bit of both mental and physical workout if that's you have like, defense i feel at the same time though like you're... i don't know because like because like if you're missing shots you're and like oh, you're it's, in pain oh you mean like more like, like, you're like, like yeah like you're like i don't want to do this right now like you you got to go through fight through that mental fatigue all that stuff what about in terms of uh like what do you think is a player about like certain like series so we have our g series which is after grant riller which is like floater work that we would do where he actually got that from joe Cheely, but i call it the g series because that's how i learned it um like we have tune up which we stole from drew hanlon which is like basically like a bunch of game shots that like you're supposed to just do when you're like either like you need something quick or it's like kind of like getting back in a rhythm. Um, like what do you as a player think about those? Because it's kind of like to me, I see them as vitamins. Like the some coaches use the term vitamin. It's like take your daily vitamin. It's just something that you can do and go to and you like – know that you're going to get good work in and it's like beneficial to your game. Like you go in, you do the simple things, you work like the G series, you're working on goofy foot floater, regular floater, off two floater, and also ball handling. Like, and you're working on your right and left hand. Like it's basic things, but also like if you do it four times a week, like your floaters are going to get exponentially better. You're getting like 150 reps of floaters every week. And that adds up over an off season. So it's like, I completely get the positive, but I also see the negative of it being like very drill based rather than play based and like read based. So it's like, I see both sides. I just want to hear your opinion about like those types of things. As far as those two examples, I like doing the, the G series as like a warm up, especially if I'm gonna be doing game reps, like just to kind of get that warm up or the the floater, uh, like the feeling of the floater a little bit. Um, 
and for like a tune-up workout even if like i want to just get it like if i'm bored or something like it's not really taxing on your body it's just um i do it like i'll do i gotta go like seven for ten or seven for nine um of a pull-up two dribble pull-up um step back sidestep a snatch back an inverted snatch back and then a flyby for going both ways on the wings so it's it should like it usually only takes me 20 minutes 15 20 minutes when i'm rebounding for myself um and it's what 28 makes but it's all game makes different footwork too you're focusing on all that stuff that's more of that mental workout that we were talking about um i really i really do like going to that especially at school uh say like i'm in between classes and i got an hour and a half just go down for 20 minutes get do ball handling to start and then do that um it's better than nothing uh and again it's a mental mental workout footwork uh but yeah, I like I like those type of things, um, kind of as like warm up based and thinking based. Like that's kind of it. Kind of just goes back to that. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's where I kind of thought you would go with that. Um, I personally like them because it's like you get those reps and like what I said, it's the vitamins. It's like, there's really no negative besides it becoming robotic and not really mm -hmm. being like, I'm working on X, Y, and Z, like specific, like the G series. Like I'm not, if you're just doing it and not focusing on like a certain thing with it, like, Oh, I need to get the ball up over the square. I need to get my foot. Like every time I'm off one, I really need to stick that foot down. Like, to improve that skill like it gives you an opportunity to get a lot of reps in a short amount of time and work on certain aspects to get better at those skills um but yeah that i i like them um is there any anything you're thinking like any question no i thought i'd yeah, no, I don't have any questions. Um, in terms of having stuff come back to game situations, are you more like we talked about that at the beginning? Are you more like the creative thing makes you think, but you also like you want the workouts where you're just doing? Do you think it's more finding a balance or like for you personally? this is like you or would you prefer just to be like oh, okay like i'm gonna see the hard show and i need i know what i have to do to attack it yeah i'm gonna have options and like make the reaction but at the end of the day like it's gonna be a hard show and it's not gonna be like too much thinking outside of like that initial like reaction like is that more up your alley or it's like that's would you what say that's i would i would say that like just kind of like find like you have to think at first just to get that down, like to be able to react that way. Um, but the end goal for me is just to be able to see something and react right away. Um, and then like, say like coming off a ball screen though, like once you react off of that, then you have to read and think a little bit. Um, but in those type of settings, you don't have much time to think because if you think too much, you're 
first option's gone and you have to think about a second option instead of just reacting right away. That's what I I mentioned it earlier, but it's like kind of like the thing I've been thinking about a lot is uh, how like we grew up with skill training kind of being like, here are your options when it happens. And like here seeing some of the workouts, it's like we're going to make like we're not going to give you options. Like you're going to figure this out on the fly and whatever you do, as long as you're within a certain like rule set that we're playing in like you're good and it's very interesting to see because like i feel like it's very beneficial because they learn like guys are learning how to play basketball while at the same time Mm -hmm. i feel like you're not getting the reps like you like does that make sense that's the thing that i think that we weren't taught young was like how to play basketball and that's yeah like you don't have many coaches that teach you that way at a young age. I think so. I think as youth development, I think kids need to learn that more like, okay, we're gonna it's gonna be man to man defense. Like I mean youth level, man to man defense. We're gonna go five out. Uh there's a three dribble limit and just play. And then you gotta figure it out from there. Like I think that especially us like we grew up playing zone which like i was talking to guys here but like european guys (laughs) and it's like they're like we couldn't play zone until we were in u16 in europe like it's forbidden in the like in youth development like even that like we grew up with such a skewed view of the game like we didn't even understand how like I know for me personally, first time I saw man, it was kind of like like actual man defense. It was like, whoa, like this is a little different. Like this is a little mm-hmm. hectic. This is like, like we both had to definitely adjust later to like basketball. But I also feel like we both had a pretty good grasp. Like we both understood basketball and it came to us pretty easily that like we were able to figure out patterns and stuff. At least for me, it was pattern based. It was like, oh, okay, like he's a little higher. I know I'm going to be able to cut. Oh, he's backing off a little bit. Maybe I could set a back screen for this guy. Like you see things happen. And then that's when I got into film a lot was like middle of high school, late high school. And it's like, I learned basketball through watching other guys, like especially like high school, college game, there's a ton of parallels. So it's like, you watch college game and it's like, oh, they did this. Maybe I could try it. Like it was kind of like that taught me basketball rather than like having a youth coach have me just play and figure it out on the fly or like teach me like, oh, when you pass, you need to cut and like you're cutting the score and you're clearing out to the open side. You're going to fill like that type of stuff was so taught to us robotically rather than like, this is the spacing that basketball should be played in. This is like how you should like think the game rather than like, you're going to go here, do this, do like you're checking off boxes rather than like seeing the game for the game. If that makes sense. Like you're not like both of us were taught in such a robotic way that like, for me, at least when I was able to flip that switch, it was kind of like my aha moment. Like when I was truly able to like be like, oh, I'm playing a game. Like I, there's freedom, there's flow, there's like, 
yes, we're going to run sets. We're going to do certain things on defense. Like that's our scheme. But at the end of the day, like we have to win the reaction game. Like we have to be able to make, make them react in the wrong ways and us react in the right ways more than they do. So it's like, I don't know. That was just one thing that's really interesting. I think for me, um, as well, it kind of goes hand in hand, but like defensively, I was taught at least man, I feel like at a younger age than you. Um, Cause I was probably taught around the same age as you, or I was probably when I was, same, yeah, like the I was same older. time as you. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like I got a better grasp of that while offenses were both so robotic and like, You'd get like at least me. I would get pulled if I missed a shot. Oh, we both. Did. So I feel like, I feel like I was given full reign defensively, which helped me. Like I, that's my strength. Like I'm, I know how to react, and if I see something, like I just do it. Like I don't, I don't know how. Like I see it, but like I don't think about that. Um. And then I feel like I've gotten the same thing with passing, like just seeing something, just throwing it. Now, sometimes that gets me in trouble because I see something that's a not there and I throw it anyways. <laughs> um, but like, that's an, like, I just, I don't know how I do it. Like, it's just like, oh, I see this tiny gap. Let me just throw the ball there. Um, like I just react to that stuff. Um, but like, that's, being that strict and that robotic offensively that something that I kind of still struggle with today is like I I'm often very passive when I play um instead of being more on the aggressive side with shooting and stuff so um that's kind of like coming up in youth setting like that's really important for I see that as being very important for where you are later down your career in basketball. What's the biggest thing that you think coaches across the board should improve on at any level with player development? Um, like in a coaching setting or like player development setting? Isn't that the same? I'm like, like saying like, like a, a skill, skill like a skill building. Yeah, Give me like both. A skill train. Um, for a coaching setting, like we said, like playing free, teaching people, teaching kids how to actually play basketball instead of saying, okay, you do this and then you move here and then you go here without telling them why or when you do that. Um, or like you said, just letting them figure it out. I think that for me, at least going back, I thought about this when you were talking, I didn't want to cut you off though. Um, uh, you said how you learned through watching people. For me, I learned through like doing stuff and seeing it like live and uh, reacting through that. Uh, so I feel like kind of doing both at a younger age. Um, I mean, film sessions would be hard nowadays because attention spans have decreased rapidly. <laughs> Your peers are from firsthand experience have a struggle with that your well, peers 
my my age. I yes yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so like, kind of going through both just to help people learn. Um, like this goes back to what we first said. Everybody learns in different ways. So yeah. And just helping everybody. Um. But what was I saying? So that's like for coaching, like just playing free, teaching right technique, uh, building a good base for kids. But that kind of goes into skill base, skill too. Like, don't go right into chop, chop, chop behind the backs. Like, build a good pound first, build a good base of your jump shot, build a good mechanics with your upper body. Uh, teach kids how to use their legs and not their arms, shoot with one arm, one hand, uh, all those things like just around the rim. And once you build that, then you take a few steps out, then you take a few more steps out. Uh, you're not going to like a, even a 10 year old or 12 year old's not coming out and shooting half court shots right when they pick up a basketball for the first time. So just building good bases and fundamentals is is a really big key. I think that's still overlooked, even though a lot of people say that they teach the fundamentals right away. Um, but that's something that too many people name, worried about clicks and stuff today with player development. And another name drop, uh, Billy Clapper. He teaches the fundament, the heck out of the fundamentals, and that's that's another thing that stuck with, stuck with me. So uh, that's that. I think I feel like that's really important, especially in youth basketball. No, yeah, for sure. That's what teach having the experience with the fourth graders now that like I have the hindsight kind of I feel I did a good job of keeping it like basic and not giving them too many instructions so that they were able to learn on the fly. And I think at the end of the day, if I didn't do it that way, we weren't we would not have made the championship game like because a lot of that was them being able to just play basketball, play off of each other. Like they started figuring it out in terms of like, oh, I know that my teammate's going to cut. I'm going to try to get him the ball if he's open. If not, I'm going to swing it the other way. And like, because something will come from it. Like it ended up like they figured out little things that like at the fourth grade level, like that wins you a lot of games. <laughs> like, but at the end of the day, like I I hope that they were able to take that away with them to the next time that they played and like be one of the best kids on the floor. Just like that type of stuff wins games. Like to bring NBA examples, like Bruce Brown, he is not great at one thing. He is very good at everything. Like being able to just play basketball and be in a variety of roles. And like he was a point guard sometimes, like a backup point guard. Then in Brooklyn, he was Draymond Green. He was like, he's had such a variety of roles in the last five years that it's uh, having the feel and just understanding of basketball, like that can take you so far. Um, but you got anything else? We touched on basically everything. That was actually a really good conversation. That's why I, only, you. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to add or take away, yeah, except no, Alex's little. We we touched on a lot of different things, a lot of different points. Uh, we've I know we've talked about on the podcast before about the youth system, um, 
I think that was in the episode with Luca. Yes, it was. Uh, I was texting about him about it actually. Talked about the youth, uh, youth basketball system in the U.S. and how much different it is from everywhere else. So, if you want to listen to more about that, um, especially from a perspective of somebody from a different country that went through a different youth system, uh, that would be a good podcast to go back and listen to. So, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Just Hoops podcast. Uh, As we said earlier, next week we're going to be off. Um, We're going to reconvene in two weeks for episode 99. Um, We're hoping that we can bring somebody, a third person on for that one and maybe get a different perspective on some things. Uh, Not necessarily sure who or the topic, but we're going to try. But besides that, make sure to tune into the YouTube. Um, We're still going to have videos coming during our hiatus from the pod, but make sure to go there watch them like them comment share it and uh do all the things make sure to follow us on all the socials but until next time peace